Hey, welcome and thank you for tuning in to our Cornerstone Church podcast as we are entering into the season of Lent. We're going to be taking time to equip and inform over these next few weeks as we are walking through this 40-day journey to the cross. We're going to look at what it is and how we can best use this season as we anticipate and lead up to Easter Resurrection Sunday. So thank you for joining with us, and we're going to get started right away. But before we get into the bulk of this episode, we first want to let you know of some of the resources we have here at Cornerstone during this season. First, we have a Lent guide on our website. This is going to show you some prayer focuses, some other resources, some what is behind uh, why we're doing what we're doing. So you could go to cornerstoneagnj.com, go to the resources page, and you'll find our Lent guide there for you to download. We're also taking time to pray and fast intentionally as a community. We're doing that every Thursday morning at 11 a.m., and that's taking place online. We really encourage you to join us as we just intercede, as we take time to look to Jesus and, and put all the earthly things aside, those things that seem to always grab at our attention. Maybe you're not able to join us during that time and and join that Zoom call, whether you have work or whatever it else may be. But take time during your workday or during that hour. Think about your brothers and sisters that are taking time to pray and then enter into some of that yourself. Fast however much you're able to fast during that time. We really want to welcome you into the season of prayer and fasting. We're believing God is going to respond and do great things. And also, we just have some time of community with one another. And this is something that is important to us as a church, entering into life together. We have life groups taking place the second and fourth Thursdays of the month. And we encourage you to take part in those as we engage in this season. The best way to engage in the season of Lent is not going to be alone. It's being together as we wait in anticipation for the glorious celebration of Jesus' resurrection. Amen. We're going to get started now with the rest of the podcast. Now, in this section of the podcast, we're just going to be taking a look at what Lent is. What is this season of fasting and prayer actually entail? Why are we doing what we're doing. Uh, And so we're going to go through some of the what behind it. And then again, the why behind why we as a church are observing this season of Lent, this time of fasting and prayer. So traditionally, when we come to the season of Lent, we see that it is modeled after Jesus's 40 days in the wilderness, the temptation after Jesus's baptism. You remember that picture? Jesus is baptized. The the spirit of God hovers over. You hear this voice from heaven saying, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And so there's this awesome scene where Jesus is baptized by John the Baptist. And then immediately after that, we see the next chapter. It says that Jesus was led by the spirit, the Holy Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days and nights. And so this is a really interesting encounter that we see where right after this amazing moment, Jesus is immediately brought into the wilderness, is immediately being tempted. But the wilderness season is actually structured and set up by God himself, by the Holy Spirit. And so 
this 40-day season of Lent is kind of entering into a wilderness in which we can, I guess, say somewhat manufacture ourselves. But again, this is something that's been on the church calendar for hundreds of years. So this is nothing new that we're doing. But it's it's entering into this wilderness season where we're kind of stripped down to the bare minimum and we are recognizing who it is that we truly are before who God truly is. And we're going to just allow ourselves in this season to draw nearer and draw more dependent on God. So it starts on, the season of Lent starts on what we know as, or what is known as in many circles, Ash Wednesday. Now I know we see a lot of times uh, on Ash Wednesday, people walking around with an ash cross on their forehead and we think, what is that about? And we a lot of times associate that with a specific tradition But I just want to bring some clarity for a moment to Ash Wednesday. And even if it's just symbolically that our hearts have entered into this season, I think it's important for us to understand this starting point of the Lent season. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 19, it says, For dust you are, and to dust you will return. And Ash Wednesday is symbolic of that verse there in Genesis chapter 3. It's a recognition of who we truly are. So the ashes that are traditionally worn in some uh, circles are symbolic of, of a few different themes that we take time to meditate on during Lent. One of those themes is that there is death that we deserve. We are all sinners. We see that written in scripture. We all deserve the wrath of God, but through his goodness, through his grace, We have a way out of that. We have a way out of that death that we deserve ourselves. So first, it's it's we deserve death because of our sin. And the second theme is that we have a great need for repentance. We have to turn from that life of sin and turn our hearts to God. And so basically, that beginning, this entrance into the Lent season, is a recognition that We are limited. We are finite. We are but dust. But still, God has a plan. God has a desire for his people to bring them from that into true life following him. So a lot of this time is going to be focusing on our own mortality, focusing on our own sinfulness. We enter into Lent with humbled hearts, recognizing that we are not ultimately in control. But from that, We are looking with a hope and an anticipation with joy to the Easter season, to the resurrection of Jesus that put death in its place. Amen. So we're looking at that. Yes, the mortality. We're looking at the sin. We're looking at the the darkness, but we're also anticipating something that at the end of these 40 days, there's the deliverance of Christ's ultimate victory over sin and over death. So again, Just to recap, during this time of Lent, there are some major themes that we enter into. First is that recognition of our sin, recognition of sin in the world, recognition of darkness and evil that is still at play in the world that we walk in and live in. But then also it's a recognition of of the sin within us and the repentance that needs to take place, that turning from sin 
Not just saying sorry, but saying, Lord, this is not who I am anymore. And turning to God and living and following after Jesus. So typically during the Lent season, you probably know this better than some of the other traditions behind it. Uh, During the Lent season, people will choose to abstain from something or fast, take time away, whether that be from food, whether that be from technology, whether that be from whatever distractions may be. They take time to allow those things to fall by the wayside, recognizing that they are not important, but actually can become distractions to our life with God. So yes, there's a side of fasting. But often that is so that we're able to replace those times with time with God. Okay, so the fasting brings us more time, more space, more margin in our lives that we're now able to enter into a more intentional, committed time with Jesus and have our thoughts and our focuses completely placed on him. So now this is going to lead us into our next section from what is Lent to why observe it. Why do we enter into this even as a church personally as cornerstone? Why are we entering into this time? We want to make very clear this is not for our own righteousness. This is not for anything credited to to ourselves. This is not even to focus on how bad we are. We don't want this season to be about us, but we want to seek a revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, naturally, when we see the holiness of who Jesus is, when we see God, we recognize then how unholy we are. In Isaiah chapter 6, we have this amazing vision that's given to us from the prophet Isaiah. And just these few verses, Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, Isaiah shares a vision of the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, the train of his robe filling the temple. Now just enter into this for a second. Picture what's going on here. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. With two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, woe is me, for I am lost. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, behold, This has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. So here Isaiah has a vision of God, the Holy One. And the response is not, man, this is awesome. Man, look at at how great this is for me. Or, Or it's not initially on himself. It's on the glory, the holiness of who God is. And then from that, we see Isaiah responds with, woe is me. He says, this is terrible for me because I've seen the goodness, the glory, the holiness, the purity, the, the, the righteousness of God. And I don't match up to that. He says, I'm a man of unclean lips. Everyone else that's around me has unclean lips. And then from that moment, we see that the seraphim comes, takes a burning coal, and then Isaiah is purified, that sin is taken away. But all this to say, the focus here in all of this season of Lent as we come is like Isaiah, on God. 
We're focusing on Jesus. We want to be intentional about everything we're doing. Taking time away from other things, fasting, abstaining, but then entering into a a focused, intentional, disciplined time and allowing that revelation, like we see there in scripture, to fill our hearts and minds. And naturally, naturally, from that revelation of Jesus, we say, woe is me, because he is so completely other, so completely holy. And then the beauty of that is he then invites us into that. He invites us not to say, yeah, you're completely other. There's nothing you can do about it. He now says, confess your sins. He is faithful and just. He's going to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is the work of the cross that we're anticipating. During this Lent season, another reason why we observe it, just to take time to recognize our limitations, recognize that we don't have it all together, that we need a savior. We don't just, we don't just casually need, we are desperate for a savior. Does anyone else feel like that right now? I know I do. And I'm just longing for a revelation of Jesus as my savior, as I recognize who I am and who I am not and allowing who he is to fill me, to take over. And then another thing that Lent does and another reason why we observe it again, is is just bringing us to complete dependency on Jesus, on the Spirit of God. To say, okay, we've recognized our limitations. We recognize that we are desperate for our Savior. Now we need to be completely and wholly dependent. There is nothing that we can do to save ourselves. There's nothing that we can do in this life that is worth doing apart from Jesus Christ. Now, I know that sounds like a lot. For some of you, that may sound a little bit heavy. You may think, why do I want to spend 40 days looking at my sin, looking at my need for repentance? But here's the beauty of it in the end. Jesus, again, does not leave us in our impurity. As we turn in repentance towards God, Jesus comes by his blood. He cleanses us and purifies our hearts, drawing us closer to himself, making us more like him. And also it it brings forth, this 40-day season brings forth the beauty and really just starts to stir a hunger within us for the resurrection of Jesus. We see that Jesus was completely perfect. He's completely righteous. We also see that Jesus suffered. We read that in the book of Hebrews. He suffered all things and yet he was without sin. And then we come to this place where we, we enter into the death and the burial of Jesus, this very crushing, heartbreaking moment in the scriptures. We're longing for the resurrection. Do you hunger for the resurrection of Jesus Christ? So ask yourself that question. And if you do, this season is is perfect for you that that beauty of the resurrection, that new life can break forth in us as well. Now we're just going to take these last few moments of every week that we release one of these podcasts to take time to just meditate, silence our hearts, and pray. So I'm going to ask whatever you may be doing right now, would you pause? Would you just take some time to quiet yourself before the Lord and allow this prayer to become the prayer of your heart 
as we enter into this Lent season together. Father, we thank you for this season that we now find ourselves in. We recognize that apart from you, we are nothing. We see our limitations and that from dust we have come and to dust we will return. We know that we have nothing to offer in our own power, but that we need to be completely dependent on you. Father, show mercy to us as we see the depths of our sin and the need for our repentance. For these 40 days, we recognize our sinfulness and yet proclaim your mercy and grace. For you have not abandoned us, but you have come to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Reveal to us your mercy and grace, O God. Purify our hearts and cleanse our minds as we approach your throne. Make us dependent on you alone, O God. Allow the things of this world to grow strangely dim as we see your goodness and glory revealed to us. We come now asking, Holy Spirit, fill us with resurrection hope as we anticipate and hunger for the coming of Easter where we celebrate the life that has overtaken death. Jesus, we love you only because you loved us first. And we come now in recognition of your goodness and ask that you walk with us the entirety of this time. We ask all of this in your merciful, gracious, and holy name. Amen.